Hey everybody, boy, oh boy, I think the last time that I spoke with Norb, by the way, Jose Tabata, Norb Cabrera, um, the last time I spoke to Norb, we said, let's hope that there's good news the next time we come on. And boy, is there good news, isn't it, Norb? Absolutely, and it's in. been sending shockwaves all over baseball, and the baseball world indeed, sending shockwaves. Thank God, I was getting so frustrated with, um, with MLB and the MLBPA with how... With how how with how stubborn it felt between both sides to to get a deal done, but the deal's been made. Baseball baseball's officially back. We are gonna get a season opener on April seventh um, with most of the teams, and then the rest start the day after. Um, it's just it's it's so good. I mean, do I like some of the some of the rules that that have, like are coming now after the CBA? I know there was a whole deal with the international draft. Um, I know we're going to get bigger bases out of this as well. Weirdly enough, um, the, what was it? The, the second runner, sorry, the, the runner on the second ghost, base, the ghost, the runner, ghost runner. Yeah. Thank you. That's gone. Um, for now, for now, uh, they're said, still uh, contemplating, uh, trying to bring it back. Just, I mean, I get uh, it. You know, you want, you want games to end quicker. And, uh, but I mean, I just, I don't find it as competitive, <laughs> but I understand the benefit out of it. I do. Um, no more seven inning double hitters, which is, yep. uh, which, which is I guess fair because then you know you don't want to you don't have moments like um like Bumgarner last year in Arizona who pitched a no hitter but it didn't count because it wasn't nine innings or officially mm -hmm. wasn't in the record but it's nine innings which is dumb because he still went a full game as in so all that stuff is gone at least it's so there's some sort of normalcy but this CBA is not it's not a long one I think it's up to what 2024 2025 uh five year deal I understand. Um, there we go. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's when, not as long as like the last yeah. time. It's not that long. Yeah, when it came to the CBT, um, I I read that uh, you know they they got stuck uh, with the dollar value for the CBT uh, on the fifth year. So I'm I'm guessing this is a five year uh, agreement that they have. Yeah, it sounds right. So for now, I guess. We'll come back to this conversation in five years about, oh, my God, what the hell is the MLB going to do? And focus on now the 2022 season. Um, all the games that were canceled up until for between what the season was supposed to start March 31st uh, all the way up until April 6th. They have been rescheduled and there will be a lot of doubleheaders this year, uh, which means mm -hmm. that we'll get a full 162, which is awesome. And then. And then you, you like you realize that's great, and then you until somebody tells you, hey, by the way, you know this is going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s first 162 game season, and I cried because I realized, holy crap, that's that's right, because he got called up, the pandemic hit, uh, and then we just had a shortened season anyway. So it's like, good lord, <laughs> good lord. So we got at least, but totally. we'll talk about the Blue Jays. Everybody knows I'm a Jays homer. We'll talk about that when we get there. We know what the heck they did. A lot of a lot of signings and a lot of trades because as soon as as soon as MLB said we're go we're, we're we're doing this the teams had a field day players finding their new homes it has been it's been a wild it's only been a what a week and a half norm since this all went down yeah since the agreement uh, came uh yeah it's been a week and a half and immediately immediately when the agreement was announced and uh you know the ratification of that deal the GMs just went to work uh, within less than an hour or so. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, once once that uh, agreement was announced, uh, it was all systems go. Uh, yeah, the that entire, was, that was the entire um, league. Yeah, that was about like uh, March 10th, March 11th is when everything finally came to fruition. I mean, like I said, like you said, they were off to the races. I mean, 
for example, Clayton Kershaw, no doubter, stays in a stays in LA. Um, the Blue Jays signing Kajuki, uh, sending Yusei Kajuki, uh, which um, you know, as a Jays fan, I'll take that as a number five, no doubt about it. But then, you know, it's like you know, teams start to like you know, start to formalize their rosters, and then it got a little spicy with. Examples like Nelson Cruz going to to Washington, kind of getting a one year deal there, and I think that's the other big thing too that we didn't even say at the top with the Zoom CBA. DHs in the National League, fair game, fair game. What do you, how do you think about what, how do you feel? Because you're you're a Diamondbacks fan, you grew up watching the NL. How do you, like are you happy as an NL fan? Are you frustrated that like the DH is gone? I'm totally happy, and I think uh, you know this was tested back in 2020. And some teams benefited from it, some didn't. But you know what? Uh, it's one of those dinosaur rules Major League Baseball has for for how long now? But but 40, 40 years. Uh, you know, uh, in, I mean, like uh, the American League has had the designated hitter for so long, and now the National League is uh, getting into it. Uh, I think it's a huge change. I think it's going to be a uh, you know one of those things that the National League will get used to. And possibly will benefit, and we're finally going to see uh, more um, designated hitter award winners in the National League. Uh, I mean, we we saw um, was it uh, Randy? No, never mind. Randy Rosarino. I don't know if he was DH at that time or uh, who who got awarded the, the National League uh, DH. I, oh no, yeah. no, 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 not not a Rosarino. No, no, obviously the American League guys. We have to take a look at that. But uh, yeah, somebody, somebody. Uh, you know, um, won the national, won the designated hitter uh, award in the National League, and uh, yeah, we gotta find that name. But uh, you know, um, regardless, uh, it's it's a huge change. I think the National League will definitely benefit from this uh, going forward, and it really, really like you know, I'm always concerned about the pitchers doing double duties uh, in in the game, but now you know they're just focused solely on pitching. I mean, you know, we've we've had so many like you know exciting. Uh, Pitching hitters like uh, in the National League, like Zach Greinke and uh, Madison Baumgartner. So now it's just uh, the matter of focusing on pitching for those pitchers, and they don't have to double dip in each game. So it's a good change. It's a really um, you know a, a fresh, uh, a fresh insight, uh, fresh perspective uh, that the National League will get used to. Now, um, before we go into like you know like Norman Norb and I, we were discussing uh, like off camera what deals we've liked the most whether signings or tradings you know who's improved who's uh who who may have been like you know suffering the most and i think the first thing i want to bring up before we get to like you know the obvious biggest uh like teams that have like gone crazy like for example the blue jays uh you can say the twins you can even say the yankees uh but the reds have decided to to abandon ship uh and traded a a lot. <laughs> they traded a lot. They traded Sonny Gray to Minnesota. They've traded uh, Jesse Winkler and Eugenio Suarez uh, to Seattle. Uh, and then, of course, you can't forget Nick Castellanos, who's going to take his deep drives to left field uh, over to Philadelphia. Uh, surprised knowing that the DH is here and that they, they've been flirting with playoff spots in recent years. It felt like they've had the roster. Um, are you surprised? in the direction that they were going in and kind of leaving Joey Votto to, uh, to dry here. Um, you know what? That organization is kind of like the Diamondbacks. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the Reds made the postseason in 2020. 
they brought back some excitement and some spark into the uh, to the fans uh, when they had Trevor Bauer and all those guys uh, playing a postseason game in Cincinnati in so long in, in 2020. And then all of a sudden uh, went back down to earth and uh, downgraded. <laughs> uh, just like, you know, the Diamondbacks uh, made the, the, the postseason in 2017 with all that excitement and spark. Uh, you know, to bring to bring postseason baseball back to uh, the desert. Uh, Cincinnati's, uh, you know, symmetrical doing the same thing, uh, letting uh, letting a lot of people uh, go to other teams. A fire sale, if you will, uh, in in sports terms. Uh, yeah, they they even uh, traded uh, Amir Garrett to, uh, yep. Kansas, to, City. to Kansas City. Uh, yes, and and they they got Mike Miner in return. So um, I I really disagree. It's unfortunate that. Cincinnati uh, didn't want to keep that momentum going, uh, keeping and trying to keep Castellanos on and keeping uh, Winker and Suarez. Um, I don't know if uh, they're, they'll be able to compete now uh, with, with Joey Votto as the leader in that team. And, you know, with uh, the supporting cast that, you know, uh, the, the manager <laughs> um, th- that they'll have in that team, I, I don't really know. It's a, it's a big question mark right now. Uh, with uh, the roster and talent that they have left uh, to, uh, you know, go through with the season, so it's it's really is a really is a question mark. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 really really surprising. I don't see why they would, and uh, I like I mean, like you said, right? I mean, like it's it just it's 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 puzzling to me a little bit. And I mean, of course, the Reds were third. The Reds were third in the uh, in, in the NL Central last year, just uh, behind the Cards and the Brewers. Um, and again, I like, guess not to say that. I think that I I think they would have been one of the teams to benefit with the DH role, considering the power that they have. And like I said, to 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 suddenly trade and I guess like go into a quick rebuild to me, it's a little bit questionable. But I think that's a good transition from like the players that they lost into the team that benefited. And obviously, the first one, Nick Castellanos, uh, going to um, Nick Castellanos going to um, going to Philadelphia on a surprising. I I I don't know about surprising, but. Uh, on a five-year, $100 million contract with the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, who, of course, now joins, uh, who, of course, joins the, uh, joins the likes of, um, where is it? Joins the likes of, uh, Gene Segura, uh, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber as well, uh, signing uh, with Philadelphia. Um, Philly last year was only six and a half games back of the Braves, who, of course, the Braves now lost a very, very key player, which we're going to get to. Um, do you like what Philly's doing? Do you think this is their chance to... To to push for the for a for, for a playoff spot in the division title, uh, knowing the Mets are somewhat also building up after the acquisition of Max Scherzer. Yeah, I think um, the Philadelphia Phillies organization, um, based on the free agent signings that they that they've done in the uh, this off season, I think um, you know to me one of the most uh, I think they're they're practically one of the uh, one of those teams that had a better plan. Uh, going into this free agency, uh, signing Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber. Uh, the Phillies uh, were in the middle of the pack last season in batting average. So with these two key acquisitions, I think they've improved their offense a little bit more to, uh, to support uh, guys like Reese Hoskins, JT Realmuto, and Bryce Harper. Uh, they've made their roster sweeter. Uh, they made it more... Uh, they they made it more amplified, uh, and I think Philadelphia uh, was one of those teams that had a 
had a plan going into this, uh, you know, free agent uh, signing spree. And Dave Dombrowski knows uh, a lot about uh, planning things better, because <laughs> yeah. uh, you know when he was with the when he was the GM with the Tigers, and when he was with the Montreal Expos, he um, he had he had uh, I I uh, you know um, I, an ideal plan. He had a realistic plan going into something like this, and he executed. And that's what the Philadelphia Phillies need because they struggle a bit offensively. Uh, 18th overall in batting average. I think the only, um, if, if I can uh, give you the stats for that, uh, Philadelphia only batted 240 as a team last year. Uh, with, um, let's see here, another stat would be 198 home runs as a team. So 198 home runs as a team uh, is, uh, well, it's average. Uh, in major league standards, so with uh, the bat of Schwarber and Castellanos uh, in, in this uh, in, in the batting order, I think it the offense will amplify and electrify, uh, you know, very fast for the Phillies. So great improvements that they made there, for sure. I mean, yeah, like I said, I think I think they will be a team to to kind of focus on in the um in the East, and and then you have New York. But, I mean, New York is in a really weird situation because the state of New York has not lifted their vaccine mandates, which means that you must be vac- – uh, well, I think – I mean, I could be wrong here, and forgive me if I'm misquoting – that you are not allowed to participate in any event whatsoever unless you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, that is, um, So, which, of course, will affect the New York teams, the Mets and the Yankees, uh, and for the Yankees especially – um the canada and canada also as well still has a vaccine mandate which means you know if if players were to come up to toronto they would not be able to play and then you have rumors swirling around players like aaron judge for example who are not vaccinated at all uh which means that he can't play home games and depending on some states some road games so do you think that the mets and the yankees i mean i i think i think you know opinions about vaccinations is is a complete separate topic for sure as it has been the last few years <laughs> is this gonna i mean I, I think it's safe to say that this could bite them bite them pretty bad i think so uh the the regulations and the protocols in the state of new york and in canada uh is very symmetrical it's very similar um you know uh, as we see Kyrie irving of the brooklyn nets uh you know, in this mix of not being vaccinated uh, amongst other players uh, who have. So he's not able to play at home. Uh, he can only possibly play, play on the road yep. if he's healthy enough. So it's definitely going to be the same scenario for the Major League Baseball players uh, who are not vaccinated and, uh, so you know, are, are scheduled to play in the Bronx or in Queens or in Toronto. So, yeah, I mean, it could be an advantage, a home field advantage for uh, for the New York Yankees, uh, for those players who are vaccinated and that they're able to, you know, um, I guess, play uh, while everyone's on bench, uh, on, on the bench or not even there present uh, in the game. So it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's just one of those things like, you know, if you don't follow protocol, then that's what happens, right? So. Yeah. 
especially in New York and, and Canada. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see who is not able to play and the kind of advantage uh, the, the Yankees and Mets or even the Blue Jays can have without those players playing. I th- and I, I mean, I, I think that also goes as well for the Red Sox. I mean, you know, I think I think the AL East has been like the biggest the biggest talking point just because of the, of, of the Yankees in the state of New York and the Blue Jays in Toronto. Um, I think as well, even hearing some Red Sox as well um, may be unable to to play in again New York and Toronto when you consider the divisional matchups. It's a mm-hmm. massive portion of the season, which could I mean could it fall in the feet of the Blue Jays? I, I I'm not sure and. Again, I think that's a conversation for another day if we get there. But um, speaking of the Yankees, um, they may, they may, they've been making some splashes to say the least. I mean, of course, uh, I think their, I think their biggest one was obviously acquiring Josh Donaldson from the Minnesota Twins as Donaldson returns to the uh, hitter-friendly American League East. Of course, we all know that the, what Donaldson did with the Blue Jays in 2015, becoming uh, the team's second uh, MVP in history in franchise history. Gary Sanchez and uh, Urshela f- f- flipping, getting flipped over the other way to the Twins. Who won that trade, and do you like Donaldson in, in New York? <laughs> Uh, I don't really know what the Yankees are doing. Um, you know, they've, uh, they've. I mean, they've offered Carlos Correa a, uh, you know, not not really a contract, but like they they were eyeing on him, uh, and uh, and then all of a sudden, like uh, it, it seems like it's it's not really the Yankees uh, type, um, you know, uh, thing here that they're doing with the with the free agency. I mean, Usually they're they're one of those teams that really jump into the free agent market and they don't care about any sort of tax whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, it, it just baffles me as uh, to um, they they are engaging in trades instead of um, you know uh, signing big names. And I mean Josh Donaldson uh, going to the, the New York Yankees uh, and uh, Ren, uh, Gary Sanchez. Uh, going the other way to Minnesota, and uh, Gio Rochella. I mean, this is this is uh, not typical Yankees as uh, joining in the the free agent uh, free agent market. It seems like they've gone another direction. Uh, I mean, as 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 good as uh, you know, Guy Donaldson is, uh, his longevity uh, could be uh, to me a question mark because he's had a lot of injuries in the past and um you know uh, with his age right now uh is he is he able to uh continue on and uh you know play as if uh, he was back in his prime with the blue jays uh is he can can continue on the the pressure playing in new york uh in in his uh, time of his uh, you know in his age and in his career right now so uh definitely uh it's a question mark for me uh, where Donaldson uh, is at and uh, what kind of contributions he can provide to the team. Uh, I mean, on the bright side, I mean, Gary Sanchez going to Minnesota, is, he's probably very happy right now to leave yeah. the Bronx because, uh, you know, a lot of uh, the Yankees fans are 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 deeply, deeply frustrated with uh, Gary Sanchez's uh, performance as definitely of late with the Yankees. Was, so. Definitely a name that was brought up a lot in the last year or t- year or two. Exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, a fresh start for him and, and good for him, though, a fresh start for Gary Sanchez. And hopefully the Minnesota Twins can provide that for him. I mean, he's uh, he's playing in front of new fans and new friends. So, uh, you know, it, I hope it's going to be greener pastures for uh, 
uh, Gary Sanchez and Gio Rochella. You know, he's uh, one of the Yankees' uh, favorites and going to Minnesota. It's it's kind of hard losing him uh, in that trade uh, for for Donaldson. But I'm sure, you know, Rochelle is still a pretty young guy, uh, and I'm sure that he's going to uh, be excited uh, playing for Minnesota. Uh, and, and he's also in his prime, too, so well, uh, looking probably, forward to his team there. He'll probably be a utility piece knowing now that, and I think it's, again, another good transition that we have here with Carlos Correa suddenly hopping, hopping over to, to Minnesota on a three-year deal. Yeah. Um, quietly came, obviously, now you have a lineup, a projected lineup of Buxton, Correa, Luis Arez. Uh, Areas, Jorge Polanco, Miguel Sano, Max Kempler, Gary Sanchez, uh, Alex Kilnoff, uh, sorry, Alex Kilnoff, and uh, Trevor uh, Trevor Larnack. Um, does does it did? I mean, obviously, no doubt about it. Correa, um, Correa potentially batting second is a big big help for them. But do you, again, do you, do you like what the Twins are doing, knowing that they gave up like a Donaldson, for example? I think so. Um, well, Minnesota's. Uh tried to engage in this uh, whole free agent uh, market and, uh, you know, going, joining in uh, the uh, other teams in that, uh, you know, they're, they're, do, they're doing whatever it takes to benefit the team uh, through these uh, acquisitions, uh, through the trades and through the uh, free agent signing of Carlos Correa. Uh, to me, like at first, uh, Carlos Correa signing with the Minnesota Twins didn't really make sense at all. But now it's uh, coming to me um, uh, straight up that it is it is going to make sense eventually uh, because he's going to be the regular shortstop for for Minnesota. Uh, I mean he, he's he's playing with a really good bunch here. Uh, he's playing with Gary Sanchez. He's playing with Jorge Polanco, uh, with Miguel Sano. I mean like you know Correa batting second or whatever, and then uh, Sano batting third and uh, who, who knows who's going to back clean up? Like, uh, there's there's definitely a lot of options for Minnesota to uh, to improve their lineup. So I I really think that that uh, you know uh, even though that it was not the likeliest destination for Carlos Correa to go to, but I think he's going to benefit and get along well with his uh, teammates because uh, Minnesota is uh, is one of those teams that are still striving. Uh, to uh, to win a postseason game, to to make the playoffs again, and uh, you know Korea can be a good opportunity to uh, to carry that team uh, going forward. Um, the next point that I think we need to discuss is the uh, is 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 how strong I think the Red Sox lineup now suddenly looks. As Trevor Story uh, is is jumps over to to the Red Sox, joining again a lineup of uh, Enrique Hernandez, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Story projected fifth, Verdugo, Dalbeck, Vasquez, and Jack Lee Bradley Jr. Um, I mean, you know, again as a Jays fan, damn it, because Trevor Story was just uh, definitely needed to get out of Colorado, which is great. Uh, again, props to props to Trevor Story as unfortunately not Chris Bryant is going you know, going has gone over the, in, a, in a puzzling move which we can talk about after this. The, do the are the Red Sox like suddenly strong contenders or do they fall or do you think that they still maybe fall short? I think they're going to continue on the momentum from last season, uh, you know, beating the New York Yankees uh, in that postseason game. And, uh, you know, with the lineup that they have, with the talent that they have, I think 
uh, it's just uh, with the signing of Trevor's story, it's it continues on that momentum. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with the Xander Bogarts and Trevor story. Like, who's gonna play second? Who's gonna play short? I think they're they're both capable enough of uh, really uh, igniting this team back to a postseason. I think they're really going to contend for one uh, with the Blue Jays, uh, most especially and with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I mean, uh, again, uh, to me, Trevor Story signing with the Red Sox wasn't really an ideal destination because of uh, how they have Sander Bogarts at short and the other uh, supporting cast that the Red Sox have. But, uh, you know... um, it is what it is. Uh, you know, the Red Sox, again, with all the other teams trying to engage in the postseason frenzy, and, and sorry, in the uh, free agent frenzy to uh, make a postseason run. And, you know, by hook or by crook, you know, uh, if you if you don't have a plan, which uh, Red Sox really, to me, going into this free agency, they probably didn't have a plan in place, uh, unlike what the Philadelphia Phillies has had. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think the only plan uh, that the Red Sox had in signing Trevor Story was the momentum builder, and uh, to me, I think that could that that could benefit the Red Sox in the future. Uh, they're gonna have them for for long term. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of uh, National League players coming over to the uh, you know AL East. Uh, you know, Trevor Trevor Story. Uh, it's going to be a key piece in, in that Red Sox uh, lineup for sure. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to see that team contend. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Um, but we'll, we'll get to my team in a little bit here. Um, the last thing I want to bring up before, I think, in my opinion, the two biggest the two biggest like, like transactions or builds in the offseason is, in my opinion, a very, very troubling signing with the Colorado Rockies, like I said. I mean, Trevor Story's out. Chris Bryan is now joining them on a seven-year on a seven-year contract with a full no-trade clause, by the way. A full no-trade clause. And I have to say, I don't think I like this for Chris Bryant. I think I would have rather him ended up elsewhere, uh, which, I mean, presumably, I feel like the Rockies are going to, uh, like, this may be the Rockies' opportunity to, um, to, to kind of rebuild, I guess, or, like, start, like, have, like, a foundation for a rebuild um so i just, so i'm just trying to pull up the uh west 20 i'm trying to pull up the um the standings here the rockies 74 and 87 32 games behind 32 and a half games behind first in the nl west to obviously to obviously a very dominant giants and dodgers um in in the division is this something that like that the that the rockies can benefit with down the road or do you think that both parties or one or the other made a massive mistake I think for me, the Rockies, um, again, one of those uh, teams that uh, maybe did not did not have a, a plan uh, to uh, make a playoff run, uh, I think, in that regard. Um, I think uh, going, in, going into the free agency, I think the Rockies' plan was to solidify uh, some key pieces in their lineup just to get out of last place, I believe. <laughs> I think that's probably the only plan that they have going into this free agency by uh, solidifying Ryan McMahon and Chris Bryant. Uh, you know, Chris Bryant can play 
the outfield. He could play the infield. He's a very versatile guy. Very. And I think that uh, that really interested the Rockies uh, into signing him. Uh, I think that's probably the only reason why the Rockies signed Chris Bryant, maybe uh, to to have a lineup that can be solidified uh, in the long run with that long-term deal uh, and keeping Ryan McMahon as well, maintaining him for another several years. Uh, in terms of a, a playoff push, in terms of contending uh, in the wildcard race or whatnot, I really do think that they still need a little bit more work in solidifying, solidifying, yeah, solidifying their pitching staff. Uh, I mean, they lost John Gray to the Texas Rangers, so to me, uh, the only reason why Chris Bryant signed with the Rockies to me is uh, uh, trying to get out of last place, not not finish under five hundred, uh, and also. Um, to solidify the pieces of the lineup going forward. I mean, Charlie Blackman, uh, Rymo Tapia, you know, uh, already uh, solidified uh, Rockies members uh, in that lineup and adding, uh, you know, uh, Chris Bryant and Ryan McMahon uh, in that in that lineup. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, with the, with the pieces that they uh, solidify can um, benefit them and get the heck out of last place and possibly just uh, give it, give it to Arizona for all I care. <laughs> all right. I want to get to the second biggest piece of news. I think in the off season, obviously I think at some point, obviously I had to talk about the blue Jays. No doubt about it. I am concerned at how overly optimistic I am about the blue Jays this year, only that I wouldn't be surprised if it comes crashing down and hurts inside really, really bad. The blue Jays, Yes, somewhat solidifying uh, their pitching staff with Dasani Kajuki uh, um, in, in that number five spot, but uh, getting um, but getting uh, getting Matt Chapman, the platinum uh, the platinum Gold Glove winner, uh, trading trading away Gunnar Hogland, Kevin Smith, uh, Zach Logue, and Kirby Snead, a lot of prospects, um, and filling up what essentially felt was essentially felt like a, a, a really like a big hole. In the infield at third base, uh, you know, with rumors saying that that Vladdy was going to go back to third, and obviously with the potential of maybe getting um, getting Jose Ramirez or sorry Freddie Freeman, uh, which obviously didn't end up happening. And of course, then again, like I said, the rumors swirling about uh, Jose Ramirez. Um, it's what the Blue Jays needed, I think, for this lineup. It's a it's a lineup that now has Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Hernandez, Gurriel, Chapman, Grichuk, Biggio. And Jansen, I mean, yes, very, very, very right-handed batting heavy. Extremely, extremely heavy on the right hands. Uh, but what do you, do you like the move that the Blue Jays did in getting Matt Chapman? Uh, I mean, as I mentioned, uh, there were some teams that had, that really didn't really have a plan going to the free agency. Uh, and, you know, other teams that had a plan. Uh, and I think the Blue Jays really did have a good plan going into this free agency. Uh, you know, when they when they lost uh, Marcus Semien, Robbie Ray uh, into free agency, they filled those voids rather quickly, uh, acquiring Kevin Cos Kevin Gosman, yep. and adding uh, Yusei Kikuchi as their fifth starter, and also adding uh, yeah Matt Matt Chapman uh, to to the mix. 
yes, uh, I think um, you know they they finished they uh, last season. They were very close to making a postseason. They, they were, were very one, very close. One so, game shy of that play. A game spot. shy. That's right. And you know, with this uh, already talented lineup the, that the Blue Jays have, adding those key pieces got uh, a little bit more sweeter. <clears throat> and uh, and I do think that uh, yeah, they're they're ready. They're ready to contend. I mean, no excuses, Toronto. Uh, and <laughs> I think it's time. It's really time to get back in the postseason. On paper, they are a great team, but on the field, they're a lot more talented. Um, and I and I sure hope that you know the the pieces that they've added, and the uh, players that that they that they've solidified these past uh, few years, will benefit them. And it's uh, it's really really time for Toronto to contend. I mean, you know, a Boston had made their plans known. The Yankees have added some pieces, but Toronto is the one that takes the cake in this one. Uh, they probably had the best uh, out of the American out of the teams in the American League East. The Blue Jays had the best uh, free agency uh, time of their lives. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, they, they've had the best experience of all this uh, the past uh, couple of months. So it really is time for the Blue Jays to contend with their pieces. And I mean, again, like, you know, I understand people's worry about, you know, Matt Chapman's like so-so season last year in, in Oakland or uh, or in the, in the years prior. And obviously, I think I think with, with the addition of Matt Chapman, this wasn't about the bat. I mean, yes, I think he transitioned to a hitters friendly division will help as well. And of course you could argue the same for Trevor story um, that, that like, you know, the smaller bar park ballparks will benefit them. But I think again, this was just to address a, a key issue in, in, in third and not have like maybe like an Espinal consistently starting at third base, which again worked out for them were, I think worked out for the blue Jays. Um, and again, I think, I think it was great that they avoided having to put Guerrero back at third and K I mean not obviously girls I think a much physically different person than when he last was at third base and not that it couldn't have worked but I just don't think that the Blue Jays could have afforded another year of trial with Guerrero I think now it's had to be like you know we, we really need to make a deep push and obviously he worked really really well at first worked tremendously well at first um and obviously if if the rumors of getting Freddie Freeman happened then I think there would have been a bit more concern so I think this the match Hammond deal is perfect for the Blue Jays uh, to, for, for like to to improve the team that uh, that they were looking for this whole time, and of course, I brought up Freddie Freeman. I think that's the last thing we're going to touch on today. Uh, the massive, I don't know, I don't want to say shock of the way that the exit was handled in Atlanta. Obviously, now joining the Los Angeles Dodgers. Obviously, a very strong Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, who seemingly love to lose in the NLCS. Um, <laughs> Um, and of course, I remember you brought up you were you were telling me, hey, like I mean, this is kind of pointless. So when they have the guys like, knowing that they have guys like um like Max Muncy, for example, right? You were saying that it doesn't make sense. What are they going to do at first? And then I had to remind you, hey, buddy, we now have a DH, and of course, that's where Max Muncy will most likely go in a DH spot in a lineup with Betts, Turner, Freeman, like I said, uh, sorry, Trey Turner, uh, Freddie Freeman, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, Bellinger, and uh, and AJ Pollock. Um, 
Are the Dodgers once again the most feared team in the MLB? To me, offensively, yes, they they have a scary lineup uh, for sure. Um, you know, they have so much all stars in that team, and now they've added Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman to the mix. Uh, you know, it, he's probably glad to be home in California to to be close to his family, and that's good for him. Uh, you know, uh, you know for for the last couple of months, uh, I've been uh, I've been following the uh, uh, the road of Freddie Freeman and the his contacts with the the Dodgers, and it was a positive experience from the from the very start. Um, you know, after winning the World Series, like he had some conversation with the Dodgers already uh in uh you know uh establishing a contract uh with their uh operations team and with their gm and you know it, it and it uh, and it showed uh he signed a huge deal with the dodgers uh to me uh freddie freeman uh is possibly the, the best uh signing out of all the players that has gone through in this free agency uh you know I mean, he's he's a he's a classy guy. He's still in his prime. He barely misses a game, so it's a wonderful asset for the Dodgers to have. And you know, he is the cherry on top of this free agent's uh, in the free agent market. Um, and uh, for for him, he picked the right team because he is from Southern California. I think so. Um, I think so. You know, his uh, his dad and his uh, grandfather. And his family can uh, watch him more, uh, you know, uh, play uh, close to home. So to to him, everything, uh, you know, family is everything. I think think the other thing to have note is Alex Anthopoulos somewhat again coming a little bit under fire. I mean, we, we also can't remember how. How upset Jay, I mean, how upset Jay's fans were at the end of it all. At the end of it all, I'm saying end of it all. Knowing that Anthopolis traded away a lot of a lot of the a lot of the pool, the prospects that the team had, and obviously you know, Shapiro and Atkins had to rebuild again. There was a lot of dissatisfaction with Anthopolis. Here we are now again, years later. While not the same situation, but did you like how Atlanta handled the situation? Did you think that it was fair that maybe they shouldn't have given the heads up that Matt Olson, which we forgot to talk about, is what was a thought was a was a break? Did you think that? I mean, Matt Olson. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great player, and I think it's a it's a huge addition. But did you did you think that the Braves should have just kind of held true with Freeman the whole way through, especially being you know the fan favorite, like the the homegrown favorite in Atlanta? Um, I was actually watching MLB Network uh, when the um, when the Dodgers introduced Freddie Freeman uh, to be the newest Dodger, and uh, he was saying that. Uh, uh, the, the the Braves had uh, touched base with him, but not as much as what the Dodgers did uh, pre-lockout and post-lockout. Uh, you know, uh, Freeman had a little bit of conversation with with Braves organization. In in uh, you know, I mean, it, it was it as as I was hearing, um, that touch base was just uh, saying, was just asking him, is everything good, right? But nothing else. There was no, um, there was nothing coming uh, into those in those, into those calls. Um, it, it, there wasn't really much substance in those conversations, other than touching base with him and 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 just asking what's up, you know. Uh, I mean, 
you know, <laughs> Atlanta should have uh, kept uh, con- conversing with uh, Freddie Freeman even after the lockout. Uh, it, I mean, they, they would have touched base with him before too. Uh, but it seems like, uh, you know, I, I think to me, uh, Freddie had his heart set uh, into joining the Dodgers eventually. I think so. Because, um, because the, so. the Dodgers organization made him feel at ease more than the Braves organization uh, and, and uh, Alex Antopoulos. I mean, it, yeah, it's I, unfortunate that there wasn't much conversation that uh, the Braves had with Freeman after. And I, I, think, I think, you know, I, I understand, you know, the employer like you know you know like i think i don't think an employer has to discuss every details with their employees like i think like it's just that's just the business world but i think with a guy like freddie um again especially after a world series and how much freddie's meant to atlanta um it's puzzling i think and um i i think it's gonna bite the braves i think it's gonna bite the braves in the ass it's, i mean again matt olsen's great and you know i think Braves fans can be happy can be happy with having like you know and and a par uh, an acquisition at first in Matt Olson, but I don't know. I think again, I think it was just really weird, and obviously time will tell to see what what this what was the right call to see if like if you know if the if what was like if the Braves go back to back, right? If the Braves go back to back, nobody's going to be thinking about um, Freeman leaving and how 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 rough the situation was handled. You're going to be celebrating, holy crap, we just got another World Series, and Matt Olson's our MVP, for example. <laughs> I'm not saying that Matt Olson yeah. will be. Um, and and then like I said, like or if the Dodgers won the World Series, Freddie made the right call because he went to he wanted to play for another championship and felt that maybe felt like Atlanta wasn't gonna go back to back. Who knows? Who knows? But that is just the way that everything's unfolded. Uh like I said, the season opens up April seventh. Uh and then we'll be underway in our hundred and sixty two ma- uh game madness uh of, of, of summer. Any final thoughts or anything uh Anything else you, you maybe want to share before we close? Uh, you know what? Uh, after analyzing all these free agent, uh, you know, signings, I think this is probably one of the best ones we've ever seen in in a long time. Uh, in in twenty twenty, there wasn't much um, <clears throat> there wasn't much free agent uh, signings uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, you know, lots of one year deals, but I think to me, this is probably one of the best. Um, star-studded uh, free agent signings that we've seen in a long time. And I hope that, uh, you know, the, the those teams that had a plan going into the season can succeed. And I sure hope that, uh, you know, the, 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 the other teams that kind of had a plan going and just jumped into the free agent, uh, you know, frenzy, uh, I, I, I hope they, they can succeed too and, uh, you know, uh, if there's uh, any more that they can add to their to the roster, I mean, there's still there's still time. So um, yeah, let's just get the season going and enjoy ourselves. I mean, lock the the lockout lasted 99 days. It was the hardest 99 days of my yeah. life <laughs> uh, for all of us uh, fans. So uh, yes, uh, thankfully baseball's back. It's it's great to be back. Um, I think the next time we'll be back, maybe we'll be at the end of the month just to, to, to see what how the first month of the season has gone and. I'm sure we're gonna see like you know the early stages of like who could go all the way, who could, who who maybe is like who's underperforming, who's overperforming, because uh, I think that's just the beauty about baseball with all the amount of games that anything and everything can happen on that mound, but for uh, on that diamond. But for now, I think we're gonna wrap up here. So for Norb Carrera, I'm Jose Tabuada. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you at the end of April and see where we are. 
uh, after the first month. Take care, everybody.